Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Grindstone Adventures Podcast. This is episode 28, and we are bringing back Joe Newell back on the show for, I believe, the third or fourth time. Um, so a little update, I'll, I'll give a little bit of update and then he can go more into detail. But Joe moved out to Montana recently. Um, he's out there doing some recruiting, so he's lying to a bunch of kids out there uh trying to get his numbers filled no I, he's probably not lying i don't know what he's doing for work other than he's a recruiter so but he's out there in the promised land the western area where he can go lion hunting he can go mule deer hunting he can go whitetail elk whatever he wants to do he can go hunt out there so we'll, we'll bring him on what's going on buddy how's it going man good to be back oh, i'm tired just been cranking out all kinds of hunting I'm, I would say homework, but homework finished up. But uh, yeah, I've just been hunting my tail off, spending hours in the stand. Yeah, I know, man. Congrats on the buck. He was a, a good looking buck, man. So well deserved. You know, it's always, uh, I think that's something you never forget. That first, you know, real nice buck with the compound, or just first year in general with a compound bow. Right. I mean, it's yeah. like you, just so much hard work. You just see it all pay off right there. And, and, uh, so yeah, congrats to you, man. I appreciate it, man. It was it was a great feeling, that's for sure. It was an even better feeling when I realized he ran downhill towards the truck and died closer to the truck, so the drag wasn't that bad. <laughs> there you go, that <laughs> there. You know, it's still I'm still uh, three for three on uh, bucks I kill because the only bucks I've ever killed were with a bow, two with a crossbow, and now one with a compound. But I've never had track either any of them, so. It's been pretty nice. I'd like to call myself dead-eyed dick, but I've only made one good heart, one shot that was really, really good, and that was uh, Monday. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I know the two, the two big boys I've got with my compound. Uh, the one I actually shot, he would have been opening day of bow season. I think it was our senior year of high school, and um, it was funny how, how that whole thing played out because... You know, it was just a slow, slow day and not much action. And um, I remember I was just, I was just gonna call it quits a little early. I still had plenty of light out, but I was just kind of, you know, stupid high schooler getting bored and everything. And got about halfway down the tree stand, and I heard a twigs, I heard a bunch of twigs start snapping. Looked up, and this buck pops his head out, looking in the cornfield. And so I just, you know, stealth mode back up the, back up the ladder, and he came. He, you know, I thought he was just going to go to the cornfield, but now he came right up to the stand, and I, I shot him. And he was easy to track because I double lunged him, and he ran right into the corn, so he bled all over the corn stalks and everything. So it was, it was pretty easy to track him. Yeah. Um, Did you get a full pass through? What's that? Did you get a full pass through? A full pass? Oh yeah, for him, yeah. Oh, did yeah, you? Both, both my boys with uh, calm down. I've got pet. What are you? What are you pulling? Oh shoot, dude! Back then, probably. Well, now I've been pulling sixty-five back. Okay. Yeah, you know, I didn't get a full pass through. I mean, um, I forget who it was that told me that. I I sent it to somebody. I I just don't remember who I was talking to, and that's how tired and scatterbrained I am now. But, um. I sent a video to some one of my buddies, and they asked how far it was, and I told him I was like, I ranged a tree by, that was in front of him at 38, so he was 40 plus, and yeah. in the moment I put, I knew what pin to put on him, but I, to this day after the shot, I don't know which pin I put on him because I was just so pumped up and full of adrenaline. But like whoever I told, they're like, yeah, dude, that that was a poke, so like I didn't get a full pass through, but the. The reason I think behind that was uh, the angle that he, he was quartered away. My broadhead. I'm still waiting for Jake. Oh, it was Jake Lovejoy. I showed him the video because he actually he's gonna cut it up. He's getting the meat from it because I my freezer's full, so I just gave the thing to him for to cut up and stuff. But he's like, yeah, that's a poke, and my broadhead didn't come out because it buried itself all in the other cross or the far side shoulder blade on the inside. So. It would have, but I it, it met a pretty stiff resistance once it got through to the other side. Yeah, I mean the pictures I saw definitely looked like a looked like a pretty shot, good shot placement every day. Oh yeah, dude, it was nuts. Like, yeah. um, I showed the you know the clip in Grindstone group chat, but uh, it was really it's really really hard to see because 
it's a GoPro Hero 3, so like there's no zooming capabilities, and he's 40 plus yards, and that GoPro's on the stabilizer of my bow, so it's not going to see real well. Right. Even a GoPro wouldn't have, or the Tacticam I used to have wouldn't have been able to see very well because it didn't zoom, it was the first edition, so. Yeah, well, we're not, none of us are rich enough to afford the big big-time stuff yet, so... Right, I got a price I got to hit, but uh, there's some things I need to hit before that, so... Yeah, it's a process, baby steps, and, you know, especially when you're when you're kind of starting from, you know, the ground up, and got to lay a foundation first and just build off of that. Right, right. Yeah, that's kind of what I've been working on tonight after work. Uh, you know, everybody asks me, like, how's the YouTube and this and that? I'm like, well, the YouTube ain't got much on it. And it was mainly because I would be in a lazy POS because I'd come home from work, do homework, and then do stuff with the podcast. But then I'd be like, all right, I'm done. I'm not doing any more. So the YouTube channel has been hurting for a while, but now I finally got some time tonight. Our second episode's going, once I get the internet issue fixed, I will be posting that one tonight. And then I will have to be start making a decision on what I'm going to make for the third episode so but uh, that's enough about me I, I'll do a summary of my buck hunt later and at a later date maybe we'll get a couple guys on and just go through similarities of what I had happened to me and whatnot. but uh, so what's going on out there in Montana uh, yeah, I mean just work, work and man a lot of work um you know, recruiting's got there's a lot to it. You know, it's it's um it's just a different thing. But you know, it's a new job. I'm still trying to learn, and um, you know, I, I think uh, you know some of the it, it's it's not the worst thing in the world. I think some of the cooler parts is being able to get out in the community, and you know, you meet so many people every single day, and um, so it's it's cool. You know, whether it's going to high schools and doing classroom presentations and talking to students that way. Um, or just randomly passing somebody by, you know, on the street, you know, so, um, it's been a, work-wise, you know, it's definitely been challenging, um, still got a lot to learn, mm -hmm. and, but, you know, as far as Montana, though, it's, you know, it's just beautiful out here, it's a whole nother world, and, um, yeah, man, I mean, I spend, I mean, I could spend, I, I spend a lot of time in my downtime, you know, I've met quite a few big-time hunters out here already, and, um, you know, other than that, and hanging out with Wiley, and you know him and I, be we go uh, we go hiking a lot. So yeah, and scouting, you know, potential areas to to hunt around next year. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the challenges. It's it's not it's not an easy state to hunt by any means. Uh, well, no, hunting's never easy, but right. you know it's it's a whole it's going to be a whole new ball game out here. And I'm um, you know there's going to be probably I can guarantee just multiple multiple failures before you know i find some success um but it's just kind of you know building on that and learning from, learning from each trip out so um you know i've, I've got i've gotten to i went out a couple times with a couple guys and spotted with them while they hunted um and it was really cool i mean you know just it's crazy because we come from ohio and you know, just seeing nothing really but other than whitetail for wildlife, whitetail and turkey that hunts. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and you come out here and you'll see a you'll see a whitetail, and then you'll bump over another hill and see a herd of elk, and um, so it's it's cool. It's and I, I tell you what, hearing a hearing a bull elk bugle in the morning time's got to be one of the coolest things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I cannot wait to hear it. Yeah, it's it's just that that shit just sent chills down my spine like nothing else, man. I mean, it was cool because you know it was like the, the couple times I've heard them, it has been right around sunrise. So you can't really see too much yet, but like you can hear them. And mm -hmm. um, but the you know the two times I've heard the two bugles I've heard, they've been more off in the distance, so they they were a well ways off. And and the guys I was spotting with, you know, they were they were bow hunting and. Uh, we did see we did see the one bull. He was he was uh, he he was pretty good looking. I mean, I don't. I guess I just don't know the animal well enough yet to, uh, you know, I I would have shot him. Um, yeah. 
I don't know if all of these, you know, the big shots, whatever or not, but, um, shit, my I first, my first elk hunt, dude, I'll settle for a cow, I don't care. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man, I just, you know, to me anymore, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna shoot a baby, obviously, but I, uh, meat's meat for me, and, mm-hmm. you know, especially with the cost of living, out here it's really really expensive and it's really hard to budget out here because of how expensive everything is um so you know if you're if you're able to provide for yourself then then you know you take those small victories and and uh well not even a small victory that's that's a win in my eyes i mean especially you get no against me for a good while right there right right yeah i mean the only taste of any type of different hunting i've ever got the taste and recently is uh you know michigan i've been up there turkey hunt and i just did a trip up there whitetail hunting it's no different than ohio whitetail or turkey hunting it's literally no different terrain features all that's pretty much the same except for up there it's flat right pa i went to the northern part of the allegheny mountains just below new york and it's totally different totally different atmosphere different style like what your scenery normally look like it it wasn't like you know over here in ohio we we got some thick timber and it's just overgrown thickets and this and that there the overgrowth is no more in your ankle or your shin high and that's it and it's it's all like climber trees and it's totally different like i enjoyed the scenery but i'll tell you this right now for uh mountain hunting whitetailers and i i just I don't enjoy trying to hunt whitetails in the mountains. It, it just it wasn't my thing over there. Maybe it was just because I was in a bad area for that, or because they're pressured and it was a bad state to try and learn that stuff in. But if I'm in the mountains hunting, I, I'd rather just hunt like mule deer, or black bear, or whatever. But and kick steep, keep to my you know my forte in whitetail hunting. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, you know, it's and and that's the I think it's the the best part. Um, one of my favorite things about hunting is just you know it's it's there's never going to be a time where it's going to be easy um it it doesn't matter if you've hunted the same spot 50 times or if you're just hunting the spot for the first time ever you know it's it's going to be different um Mm -hmm. and you know it's going to have its challenges and and, and that's that. You, you never know what each night's going to bring. So right. you can go to the same trees. You can go to the same spot back to back nights with the same weather, and you know, one night you see two or three does, and the next night you see fucking ten to fifteen does and bucks just walking by freely. And, and then the next you know, day you see a possum, and that's it. <laughs> um. So, have, what have you learned about the licensing and stuff out there? Are they going to allow you to be registered as a resident next year to be able to get tags easily, or like, what are you going to have to go through a draw system? Uh, Well, certain things you got to like. I know antelope out here is still a draw. Mm -hmm. Um, I still need to look into it a little bit more. There's there's a lot to it. Um, I know the the guys I work with they're pretty caught up to speed on it all. but yeah, I mean, it's all like split up in like regions and stuff like that, and certain draws for certain places, certain areas are Land buck management only tags. Units. Um, yeah, some areas are buck and doe only. It's, it's there, it, there's a lot, so you just you really got to do your research before you start dropping a bunch of money out here. Because um, I know for me, I, you know, my goal is to as much as I want to shoot something, I'm not going to break my bank account to. Um, to do it either so mm-hmm. for me oh it's gonna be okay let's let's pick out a region where i feel comfortable with going to uh get my bags and or drawings whatever i need to do and then you know go from there and obviously do everything by the book for montana and um that's that's the that's the biggest thing man is you know we're in 2022 now there's there's no reason to you know, if, if people haven't learned how to do things legally and ethically by now, then, you know, they, they, sh- they either need to quit hunting or they need to get with some people who know what they're doing and train them up a little bit, so. Right. Um, so, what, so that, what's yeah, your first choice going to be? What's that? What's your first choice going to be? Oh, uh, yeah, shoot, man. Probably, like everybody else, I'd probably go after elk. I'm, 
you know, as well, it's, I'm I'm back and forth on elk and antelope. I want to I, I want to go on a pronghorn hunt. I think more than anything in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I I see too many times online about people complaining about the meat and stuff. And I actually talked to a few of the local guys uh, that I've met here the past over the past few months. I've been out here, and they and they were telling me about antelope meat. They're like, well, to us, it's our favorite, and the reason that everybody can't stand it is because when they go and hunt out, you know, antelope, they, they, you know, they drive six, seven hours away and shoot them when it's 110 degrees out here in Montana. And then they just throw them in the back of their trucks and drive back. But when we go hunt them, you know, we got, we got 25 to 30 bags of ice and coolers ready to go. So whenever we do get one, they go straight on ice. Um, and you know, so. Right. So that's the, that makes me think also, like, the amount of people that complain about not liking antelope meat. I also want to know the amount of them that went out looking for meat and the amount of them looking just to throw something on their, on their, in their trophy room, you know? Right. Because, you know, like, I'm definitely, I, I definitely want trophies, man, 100%. But um, for, for, for whatever reason, it's just like uh, everything's just kind of given a bad rep anymore from people that don't really understand hunting because they think people are just looking for reasons to put trophies on the wall like well yeah that's our way of honoring and respecting the animal we shot and the hard work we put into it um but you gotta realize too how many of us are gonna eat every last freaking bit of that animal we shot too that's what a lot of people don't understand right yeah I've not actually heard anything bad about pronghorn meat. I've heard people complain about mule deer meat. Um, Mule deer meat, I haven't, it's just, I don't know, I I can't, I I don't know. I haven't tried it. Um, I haven't heard too much about it. Um, But I tell you what, if if I shoot it, I'm eating it, so. Right, exactly, yeah. I I don't care how bad it tastes. You know, I got, I think. I, one of the, I got a doe a couple years ago in Ohio when I was home on leave. It was one of the ones that you guys helped me butcher. and mm. I mean, she had to have been one of the gamiest tasting animals I've ever had in my life. And, um, hey, like, hold on now. Alright, but go ahead. Yeah, where were we? Talking about the doe you ate that was gamey. Oh, yeah, I mean, she... Yeah, I mean... I don't know, it's just a, not the best tasting deer I've ever had in my life, but um, I found ways to make it work, and that's, you know, that, that was a thing, so, you know, the burger, trying to make burger out of her, trying to make some deer burgers and shit, that, that wasn't very good, but... Um, Did you make any pork fat with her? Yeah, we mix, we definitely make some pork fat. Hmm. So, um, what, like, what, do you remember how she died? Was she, like... A hard track, or well, I'm pretty sure if if I remember right, it was the doe I shot. I think it was Christmas Eve when I shot her, um, because I remember getting out in the stand, and it was you know it was like 30s, it was it was like low 30 and clear out, well overcast, and then about the time I shot her, it just started coming down with snow. Um, Do you think it was then, Christmas Eve, or was it just like a couple days no, before it, Christmas? No, no, it, it was. I shot her, and then we didn't process her until a couple days after. So I think pretty much what happened was like she she froze, and then un- and then we had to pretty much unthaw her, just get her skinned and everything. You know? Oh yeah, because um, that after we got her done, that was the night that you and me and a certain person went to the bars to meet Drake and his wife, and then you passed out in the back seat of your car, and then I ended up getting in trouble that night. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> I do too because that person's no longer around that was with us. But, uh, uh, yeah, that, a lot of times if you shoot a deer and it's a hard track or you bump them or you got to put a second shot on them, a lot of times that adrenaline and their heart rate will up and they'll get, uh, what, what, I mean, among other things, they'll get elastic acid like, you know, you and me do if we run for a really, really long time. And their yeah. blood, and then they get that adrenaline. That's what I'm thinking of. They'll get the adrenaline running through their blood, and a lot of times that can leave a gamey flavor in some deer too. Right. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it, 
it, it didn't have a great taste to it, but I made it work, and I still, I, you know, I didn't waste any of that meat. So, you know, like the the back straps, oh, they they were they, those were still just great on point. Serverless, mm-hmm. and the uh, the neck bones I used for stew as well. Um, I think it was really just the ground the the ground burger. Um, so I st- I made it work though. You know, I using uh, I I just made a lot of chili bit. And, yeah, I put it. I mix it in with like rice and peppers and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. And there's all kinds of things you can do with deer meat and stuff. Like I, I seem to be the only one I know. I don't mind gamey flavor for some reason. Like it doesn't bother me. Now, if it's just all game, then okay, well, that's a totally different story. But like as I'm eating it, if I can taste the game, like it's not gonna bother me one bit. Like I'm gonna cook it like I normally cook everything. I but. My dad says he doesn't like the gamey flavor. Uh, my girlfriend doesn't like the gamey flavor. So, like, it, I don't know what it is, but I, I don't mind I don't it. Hate it. it just, I guess it just depends how strong it is for me. Like, I, I don't despise it. I'm still going to eat it. I, I just love food, so I don't really give a shit. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, I need to get them back on here, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to try and put the mule deer meat to the test next year um, maybe even a pronghorn to the test um, because uh, Braden Davis he was on the podcast probably two months ago because um, I think I had him on right before deer season started and then uh, I had him like pre-recorded so I had like five episodes pre-recorded so I could just roll into the first two months of deer season just hammer down but uh, he, he's he uh, he's one of the co-owners of 605 Outdoors out there in I believe it's Western South Dakota, South Dakota, but I believe it's Western. So, and uh, I'm gonna try and see if I can get out there and hunt with those guys next year. Try and get a mealy and maybe an antelope down, and then if they want to, I mean, they have whitetails out there. But if they wanted to, they could come over to Carroll County and see what it's like over here. <laughs> look, at, look at a 300 pound pig with horns twice the size. <laughs> You know, there's there's maybe like four, three or four states in this entire country that I would even match Ohio with to whitetail hunting, and you know that's Illinois, that's Iowa, uh, and Kansas. Yeah, I, I threw Missouri in there too. Missouri's yeah, Missouri. Yeah. Um, but like for body size to match the horn size, there's just not a lot of states that can match us. I, no, I mean, it's crazy. Some of the some of the bucks I'm seeing that are that have been going down in Ohio this year are outrageous. Just freaking insane, dude! Like, and, and I mean, congratulations to all of them. But, you know, it's it just it, you know it just shows how how much of a thrill it is in, in the state of Ohio for as much as this state gets shit on, and by me particularly, I oh, shit, I shit on the state all the time. But when, yeah, not when it comes to deer hunting. Time, but, you know, it's it's still always going to be home, and um, the hunting there for whitetail is to me is unmatched. Um, yeah, like I'm not I, I shit on the state all the time. I I don't give a shit if Ohio State wins or loses. Actually, I laugh when they lose because I just don't care. But I will not shit on Ohio's <laughs> reputation for deer hunting. You're a terrorist for that. I'm a what? You're a terrorist for rooting against Ohio State. I didn't say I root against them. I said I laugh when they lose. Well, they're not going to lose, so. Well, well, good for them. I root for my alma mater, so I'm used to losing every week. As Not really recently. Last two years, they've gone 5-5. Five and five, so. Attaboy. Talk about team spirit. I, I'll root for Muskingum no matter how bad they get or how good they get. But. No. Hey, let's move on to the next topic. I want to discuss how uh, my comment on your Zach Bryan post earlier has more reaction to it than the post itself. I'm so, what? You like mouthed away from the microphone there for a second. What'd you say? I said, uh, let's discuss about your little Zach Bryan post earlier and how my comment on there got more reactions than your post itself did. Uh, honestly, like I don't understand what your comment was about. Like my post was a like purely like. Wait, when did this start happening? Because I don't listen to regular radio at all. That's what happens when they become mainstream people. They get put on the radio for your 
Well, I, did, I didn't know he would become mainstream media. I know he just went up for like Academy Awards and Grammy Awards and stuff. But how like, did you? He was not. The, the dude just sold out Petco Park or the San Diego Padres by himself. He sold out every place he's been to, dude. No, but well, yeah, but I mean, some of the places he's been to, he's been you know opening or second to last. But no, he, I'm pretty yeah, sure. When he I was seen him, he was he was the the main act when I went to see him. Yeah, back when his tickets were 40, 50 bucks, not now when they're four or five hundred bucks. Shit, I paid twenty twenty five dollars. Yeah. It was Bulls, Barrels, and Bands in Kentucky. Like, I'm pretty sure I've seen his tickets are more expensive than trying to go to a damn Cody Johnson concert. It's going to change eventually once his contract or whatever they have with their ticket person right now is up. Uh, he's he's leaving him in the dust because he's voiced his concern and objection to it, but he just his hands are tied at the moment. He doesn't like the prices. He's he's publicly said that, but I mean at the same time, like his tour is almost over, and he said he's not touring ever again. He's just going to do select concerts from here out. So like, I mean, what's the matter? His tickets are always going to be expensive. He probably doesn't need money anyways. He made enough off this tour. Well, he said. Well, I mean, you're probably right, but he, his reasoning for it was he said he didn't like being away from home so much, and he'd rather just yeah. hang out and make music and be with his friends and his family all the time. I mean, I don't blame dude. I mean, oh, I, look no. at some of the, I, I look at some of these big-time bands and artists that just, and I look at their tours and when they get released every year, and I'm just like, dude, you were literally gone pretty much every weekend of the year. Like, yeah. You know, and, I, you know, I, I can't I can't put myself in that person's shoes, but, you know, some of them just love it that much. Mm. Um, you know, they love what they do, and they also, but they're also making stupid money. You know? Oh, yeah. If, I make, like, five grand a month, so. Right, like, I don't even, I make maybe $2,400 a month. But if your Facebook comment was to imply, like, oh, you should stop listening to them because you don't like mainstream, that's not the truth. I don't listen to the radio because uh, I don't no, like who they've previously had on the radio. I'm still going to continue to listen to Zach Bryan. Don't you lie to me. Now, if Zach Bryan sells out and starts making pussy-ass songs about sand in his boots or something like that, then okay, yeah, I'm going to dip on him. But, you know, I still got... Cody Johnson's just Cody Johnson, but I got Tyler Childers. I got Zach Bryan right now. Yeah, I Whiskey Myers. I was just out. I, I, I saw Randy Hauser and Cody Johnson a couple weeks ago out here in, in Bozeman, Montana. Fuck, what a sh... Oh, my God. Yeah, I was kind of jealous. The, uh, the Steel Woods opened up. They were they were awesome. I didn't really, hadn't really heard of them before until... You know who I really want to go see and I'm willing to pay a lot of money for both these concerts? Well, actually, three of these concerts now. Tyler Childers. You know, he's just gone on Let the Hounds Out tour, whatever his album's called. I'm wanting to go see that him in concert. I'm wanting to go see George Strait in Nashville, but those tickets are way too expensive for me, and I can't get there. I was going to say, since when are you all of a sudden what Nashville? I thought all you birds and Carrollton hated Nashville artists. But, it, it, I mean, it's George Strait, so... It's George Strait, but I, I'm not a Nashville fan. I, it, it's gone. I, I don't know. Nashville's kind of killed mainstream. It's just like the big time country guys. Are, it's just it's trash. Like, yeah. When I, I think of who should be at the CMA Awards, I think of guys like Ryan Bingham, Whiskey Myers, yes, yes, Zach Bryan, Coulter Wall. Yep. Um, you know those those guys. Um, they, those guys got some real good heartfelt music that they put a lot of time and effort into. Cody Johnson too. I'm not leaving him. Right, right. I like Cody Johnson. I love I love Cody Johnson. I love Randy Hauser. I um, tried to get into what's his face. Uh, oh man, I don't remember his name. He, like he's got curly hair. He's tall and skinny. Um, I, don't, I don't remember his name. It'll come to me later. I'll shoot you a text about him, but I try to get into his stuff. He just doesn't put anything out fast enough, and it's just like maybe one song every eight months, and it's the same style, broken-hearted, hate my girlfriend type stuff. And it's like you—you I mean you got a good voice, you got great music, but you're like lyrically you, you're not very creative. Uh, 
so when you get yeah, creative that's, that's the biggest thing for me like I wasn't I wasn't huge on Zach Bryan at first and I'm still not like he's not my number one go to but I love his music don't get me wrong uh, the biggest reason I listen to him is not his voice because I don't think he's got the best singing voice but fuck dude the the good lyrics his damn lyrics man he tells such a story with pretty much every song I've heard from him mm-hmm. there has been disappointed me at all if any I mean I mean he, he's just uh, I think he's a dude who's really shown that you don't have to have the best singing voice in the world to be a successful music artist you just because, put your heart into it you'll be alright yeah that, that dude puts his heart into it that dude you know he's authentic he's he's himself he, you know um, and, and that's like that's why I think guys like him guys like Coulter Wall and or, uh, uh, what's it, uh, Ryan Bittam you know, I, those are guys I, I really like listening to, so. Oh, yeah, I gotta love listening to those guys. I'd say my number one and my number two go-to on Spotify is, like, Zach Bryan at one. Two is Avenged Sevenfold, and then three is probably Whiskey Myers and four is Ryan Bingham. I think Ryan Bingham would probably, I think Ryan Bingham's my number, would be my number one on Spotify. It's either or Cody Johnson. Like, I, I, I don't know what it is, but, like, I know Whiskey Myers is a little bit older. But I really enjoy his flow of his music where it's, like, kind of, like, rock and roll with a hint yeah, of they're, outlaw they're country. Really, yeah. Whiskey Myers was here in Missoula, where, I, where I'm at here in Montana. They were here uh, the day I moved here, actually, back in August. So oh, I, okay. Yeah, if I would have got here a day earlier, I probably would have snagged a cheap ticket and went out and watched them. But... I know they, I think I heard they come to Montana like once or twice a year. I'm going to try and catch them next year. Yeah, I know. A lot of those, a lot of those guys, those, those kind of style guys are pretty popular out here. You know, Ryan Bingham and then Zach Bryan, Tyler Childers, um, mm-hmm. Colter Wall, Whiskey Those guys are all pretty popular out here. Yeah. Cody James. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, I would pay big money if I had the money to pay to go see George Strait in Tennessee. But I don't have my money. But at the same time, I would also pay big money to go see Shania this coming oh, year. God. But I don't have oh, that God. kind of money. Because so she's at Blossom, dude. I mean, George Strait just got announced at Blossom also. But I, got, I, I can't afford that. But I would give up arms and legs to go see them. And then Tyler Childers is in Cleveland, I believe this coming year three guys I would really love to go see and I will see Zach Bryan in concert again I, I'm hoping I can drive out to Oklahoma and see him out there in his home area yeah that'd be pretty cool um, yeah I got, some, I got some new different things I'm going to do in the meantime until I can you know get out go travel to go see some concerts because I, I want to go see more venues and stuff too like like for example I like to go see that stuff like I've been to First Energy Stadium watched the Browns play the Steelers I've been to Heinz Field I've been to Tom Benson Stadium my next on my list is uh, Paul Brown well it's not Paul Brown anymore whatever it's called now Cincinnati and then I want to go I want to see Titans play in their stadium and then I want to see Soldier Field and then I want to see Lambeau and you know I want to go see these different places but I also want to go see like someone at Red Rocks play their music at Red Rocks you know what I mean yeah I got a good, a good friend of mine is at Red Rocks going to Red Rocks I think Saturday night to go see Ian Munzig to see who Ian Munzig oh okay yeah I like him too he's got some good shit he's got I some good stuff what's that he's, he's got some good stuff he's not typically my speed but he's got some good stuff yeah I remember when I was home on lead uh, Lane, Lane and I went to, uh, we were, we were coming home. I don't remember what, oh, we went to the cricket bait as I think in, um, well, shit, what the, uh, damn, out in Tuscarawas County somewhere. Um, like where Connor McLean races at. Oh, Midville. Midville, yeah. Yeah, we went out there with dad and Lane, dad and I, we were out there for a good while and then Lane and I, well, me, and I drug Lane along with me. We went out to kick in to have a couple beers. Oh, shocker. Um, not you. Not kicking. Yeah, then on the way back, I was bumping to me and Bunzik, and Lane's like, I'd like him a lot better if he didn't do a stupid country rap song. 
I don't even know which song you're talking to about. Like, what do you refer to? Mike Lane, it was like it's one song out of the hundreds of songs he's made that suck. Right. Yeah, just skip that one. If that one comes on, just skip it. Right. Yeah. Then I found out how much Lane really despises Blake Shelton. I don't like Blake Shelton anymore either because his stuff's like unoriginal and you can tell someone else is writing it for him now. His old stuff, I'll jam it all day, but... You guys sound like a broken record. That was what my uh, my comment about that Bryan thing was kind of about. Once these dudes are big time, big shoots, you guys don't like them anymore. They're too popular for you, so now you gotta go find the next guy fucking... No. It's when they sell out. That's when I stop liking him. Like, Luke Combs, I liked him, even when he was first mainstream. And then he sold out, and you could tell his music changed to where it was, like, monotonous same stuff I'm hearing from other people. And it's like, well, you're not even writing your own stuff anymore. Why should I even listen to you? You're not authentic anymore. I like authentic, write-my-own-music type stuff. Yeah. Zach Bryan wrote something in the orange. Like a fan of his? Yeah. No, I said, did you watch him write it? How do you know somebody else didn't write that for him? No, I did not watch him write that. <laughs> There's a way, that you can just tell, though. It, it flows with that entire album. And he, like, entire- he, he posts videos on TikTok and his Instagram of clips of him going through his writing process and stuff. So, like, I can tell you it's he, he's authentic. You, I think you're just you have a crush on Zach Bryan. Yeah. Yeah, I'm jealous of his mustache and how well it looks on him, and mine doesn't look well on me. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm starting to think if I would have joined the Navy, maybe I would have had a better career in music. You might have something else up your butt too. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, yeah, dude's awesome. He really is. I just like busting your balls. I know you do. Yeah, I'm gonna say. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I've got some things i got to save up for here soon. Um, do you listen to any of the working class? Um, I do once in a while. Or are you know. mainly listening to Clint's part of it? Uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely listen when Clint's on. I mean, he's just, you know, I've got so many good memories growing up with, you know, growing up on that farm and helping his dad and working with him and him and Cody. So mm-hmm. I definitely show him, I show him the support any, any, you know, as much as possible. Um, right. Yeah. I listened to his podcast, which he's, his podcast is like the same as the working class bow hunters, just a spinoff ran by him and Kurt. Um, but it's more geared towards open everything. Like, uh, you know, obviously he's a mule deer hunter first and then whitetail second anymore, but he he's a different speed of interview and podcast style because he's all you know he's like a drill sergeant he's all up on like get it done have fun doing what you're doing oh, type he, stuff yeah. but I could you know I could I could I could sit there I could have a beer with that dude on the front porch and just listen to him talk for a fucking hour you know he's oh, just yeah. go 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 um, very energetic very passionate about what he does and. And that's what, you know, if you're going to be successful at literally anything in life... You have you know, to be that way. I mean, Clint's a good example of how you need to... You know, he's, he's just done things the right way. He's he's a small-town guy like the rest of us, and, you know, he, he built a solid platform for himself, and, you know, it's, it's, it's great to see him being able to do what he loves, and definitely, you know, sometimes it's like, fuck, man, I wish I could do it, and, yeah. but then... You know, at that point, you're making excuses. Like we, we you can do it. You just we got to get out and we get and start slow. You know. Yeah, like I mean, I, I'm I'm looking forward to when those guys all come back to Columbus because you know I'm gonna be down there and I'm gonna get a hotel room and I'm gonna go drink with them for that weekend and hang out and stuff. But uh, you know, I, when uh, working class bet is over uh the chip bet between doug and eric is over you probably don't know which one's which by names or anything but uh no, I, I really don't i have made it publicly known to kurt to doug uh, i think that's the only two i've talked to so kurt kurt is the main host of the podcast doug is one of the co-hosts uh he's goofy he's a pretty cool dude also 
Uh, he's known for the mustache. But uh, I've made it known about those guys. My money is on uh, him, Steve, to uh, win the win the, ba- the bet and shoot a bigger buck than Eric. And uh, if I lose, and you know he loses, and I I lose the bet also at that point, I told both of them I was like, listen, I'll come out there to Illinois or Iowa, wherever their their uh, studio is, and then I will also eat the chip with Doug. I don't know why I said Steve. Uh, Steve's their Patreon p- podcast host, uh, Doug. But I I will put my money on Doug, and if he loses, I'll go out there and I'll eat a chip with Doug. And I'll bring two cases of Bush Light to drink and hang out with the boys. So yeah. I'm really hoping he wins because I like hot food, but I don't want to eat a chip. Yeah. <laughs> but like I'm, I'm, I'm like I don't want to say you know I'm becoming great friends with those guys. I've only met them once and I've talked to them a few times over the phone and social media. But uh, you know I'm hoping that I can become better friends with those guys and and stuff like that. But uh, Breaking Point TV, I'd like to think I'm becoming pretty good friends with them, even though we're, we've only had the same circumstances, met once, been on the phone a few times. But uh, I got, I'm in contact with those guys almost every week. So I'd like to think I'm pretty good friends with those guys at this point. I watch them every week. I've watched their – they do this thing. I don't know if you notice, know this, but uh, so they do this thing called Rut Live. And every Saturday they go live from three different locations, sometimes two different locations. In the tree, they will live stream their hunt to YouTube. And you can watch it right now. And then if you answer a trivia question, you can get a prize sent to you. Um, they average about 40, 50 viewers from what they did last week. And stuff like I watched that stuff while I was in the blind two weeks ago. And last week I, I watched or listened to it while I was in the tree stand and this and that and stuff. But uh uh, yeah, it's pretty freaking cool. Like, I've watched them kill t- two deer live on there already. Um, Brennan, yesterday, yeah, yesterday, Brennan, he smoked an absolute stud in Illinois. Uh, I couldn't be more happy for him. It was his first Illinois tag ever filled. But uh, they're off to Kansas now. They should be there now, actually. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing those guys and hanging out and drinking and hopefully become better friends with both groups and stuff, you know. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I, you know, good for them. It's, it's really cool. You know, definitely. I, I think uh, the, the biggest thing I look for, because there's just so many different people out there putting out their opinions anymore um, and putting out what they've learned, putting out their expertise. And it's cool to listen to, it really is, because I've learned a lot through, through a lot of those people. Um, um, my biggest thing is, you know, I, I don't really, I can't really say I prioritize. You know, my priorities are, you know, I could care less if anybody ever sees the big ones I shoot. I just, I want some goddamn meat and some good memories. Um, if I don't catch it on film, I don't catch it on film. If I don't get pictures, I don't get pictures. You know, it's, it is what it is. I, I got the memory of it. And, right. Uh, you know, I just, I think I've spent too much of my, my young adulthood here just kind of wanting to be a people pleaser and, and make everybody else kind of happy. And, yeah. Uh, and you know, and and I've found that when you just work in silence and, and grind and grind and grind, you know, things are going to start falling in your favor. And you know, um, well, no, I mean, that, that's you know, a good I, thing about I'm grindstone. Sure, I'm sure all of these guys that you know from Breaking Point and uh, from Working Class, awesome. Um, you know, so it doesn't work the way that way for everybody. You know, you, it, it depends on how much work you put into it and. And what what your end goal is, you know, if you don't have any goals set, then you know you're just wasting time. Yeah, so. uh, I just got really frustrated there for a second. I was still listening, but uh, a cat jumped up on my lap and then hopped, <laughs> hopped up on the computer and literally ended the previous recording. And I had to hit record again real quick. And now I have to splice videos or sound bars together. Now you'll have that. Man, this is why I'm a dog person. Yeah, I know. Wiley is uh, passed out right now. 
I, I wish I, I actually got to be in Akron at 6.30 in the morning tomorrow. But, uh, um, yeah, like that's what's cool about Grindstone, Joe, is, you know, I'm never going to place a stipulation on any of the guys that want to be team members. Like, hey, you have to wear this type of camo. You have to use this broadhead. You have to use this, but you have to do this, this, and this, and you cannot shoot unless you get it on film. I'm never going to do that. If you got a monster deer in front of you and you can't get a camera on, well, I don't care. Shoot the damn deer. Send me a picture. Send me a voice recording of the of the hunt. That's good enough for me. You know, I, if you don't even want to do it, just shoot the deer and send me a picture of it so I can see. It. I I never I'm never going to put any stipulations on that stuff on you guys. Oh no, not, I'm not talking about like you throwing stipulations. No, and stuff. I think I think the, the you know the, the best thing to kind of be successful with with things is you know just. Just do your thing. If it if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But at the end of the day, we, you know, you gave it your all, you tried, and you're still out there having fun every time you go out and hunt. Exactly. Know? So, like, and, it, uh, it, whatever you're doing for outdoor activities. Um, you know, this may be three years from now. We look back at it and be like, man, we really gave it a good shot, but it just didn't work out. But now we have, I don't know. Well, you, we'll use the calendar today. We got 28 episodes of podcast to look yeah. back on memory wise. You can say more than the people that just sat at home and dreamed about, and were dreamed about and considered it, but never really took the step to try and make it happen. Right. And, um, and like, nonetheless, like I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but like I grinded and made, tried to start it and get it to work and stuff while I was working full time and going to graduate school full time. Yeah. So, whether it fails or not, I gave it a try. Yeah, absolutely, because I know something that's been crossing my mind lately, too, is one thing, if there's one thing I love as much as anything else, I love talking sports. Oh, yeah. And, uh, so I've been considering getting a, getting a sports podcast of my own started up and giving that a shot, but, you know, it's, it's something I'm just thinking about right now. It's, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm so damn busy as it is, and I don't want it to become something that, you know, I want to, I, I want to make sure I'm, I have enough time to live, you know, I, do, mm-hmm. I want to enjoy my life I want to enjoy enjoy the time spent with my pup you know he's a fucking goofball I love him (laughs) yeah that's one word to describe that that dog and his family goofball (laughs) (laughs) man sweet boy man Uh, he's learning very quick he you know He's, uh, we're still working on shake he's starting to get the hang of it um not he's, he's almost there um but he's really good at sitting while I make his dinner for him. Um, I, I kind of got out of giving him hard food. He wasn't he wasn't digesting hard food very good, so uh, we moved to soft food just temporarily. Um, and I'm actually getting ready to move apartments. So I'm just moving like ten minutes closer to my office. Um, oh yeah. So once I get settled in there, um, I'm, I'm just going to start probably getting a bag of rice and chicken and cooking a bunch up for him and feeding him that. So. Are you getting out of that apartment because of uh, what went down when you first got there? Yeah, yeah, that's the big. That's one of the big reasons. And I don't obviously, blame you. Yeah, we don't have to bring it. We don't have to go into the entire situation, but um, uh, just because we haven't even there hasn't even been a court date set for everything yet so yeah so you don't want to say anything then possibly get yourself yeah, in trouble no, i mean um and there hasn't been any other issues since that incident happened but you know it is it, it's just for the kind of better sake of me because you never know you know that dude was already crazy enough once so who's to say he won't do it again but um yeah yeah and stuff like that's wild, dude. Like, honestly, like, I'm surprised I didn't have any incidents like that when I lived down where I did because, like, I was living next to one of the best meth head ci- known meth head cities in the country in Huntington, West Virginia. So, I'm surprised yeah, I didn't yeah. see anything going on down there. I know my, my area is not particularly, it's not really the best in my, it's definitely not a great area um but i know at, at least my block i live on it's a lot of newer like housing developments and apartments so it's a lot of nice people it's just you know a couple bad apples here and there and mm-hmm. you know you're gonna have that sometimes so yep but uh yeah i mean it it, it is what it is you know at the end of the day all we can ask for is wake up a chance to wake up and do it all over better the next day 
but uh, that reminds me once we get off air I'm gonna shoot you a text and uh, there's a project I want you and me to work on okay um, Detail for me, I'll, I'll be down. But yeah, but it being nine thirty over here, you know, it's probably what seven thirty over there. Yeah, it's about seven thirty here. I got I got a couple early. I got a couple meetings in the morning. Luckily, there we had a good. We've had a good past couple months with work, so we they're letting us take our meetings from home tomorrow just on our computers. So hell yeah. Uh, um, I'm getting up early for those, but other than that, you know, I'm getting ready to start 10 days of leave here on Monday and yeah. hanging out, so. All right, buddy, well, I appreciate it. I'll shoot you a text with that, that project here in a little bit, and then I'll see if I can't get this uploaded tonight and go from there. All right, brother. Pleasure as always. All right, stay warm out there. Yeah, we'll try. <laughs> I'll talk to you later, buddy. All right, buddy. Bye. Bye. All right, so that was a not a bad podcast. Now we're along with Joe and just BS and catching up. Uh, I I got a project I've got in my mind to work on here for in the future, and he's the perfect guy to help me with it. So we'll, we'll be bringing that to light here soon. Um, like I said, episode two of the YouTube channel is coming out hopefully tonight if I can get everything to upload correctly um, and then I'll be working on more episodes throughout the week um, maybe work on I'll crunch out a couple more this weekend um, to maybe try and get episode 3 or 4 out this weekend um, but uh, other than that you know I've kind of slacked then saying you know what I normally say so I'm going to make sure I hit it now and then go from there But uh, this is episode uh, 28, and that was Joe Newell. Um, And, you you know, do what you're going to do. Get out there and live your own life. You know, Joe's doing it. He's out there living, exploring his own life. I'm up here in Ohio doing my own thing, going out hunting every day. And, and, you know, working full-time, finishing up grad school, you know, breaking points out there, smoking deer all day long, every day in multiple different states, working classes out there, putting out great content. If you haven't, go get both those groups to follow and like and listen and watch their stuff. Um, you know, just go, they're doing what they want to do. Go do what you want to do. Um, so no zero days, man. Just anything you can, big or little, towards your goal every day, just go do that. So um, with that, you know, I'm your host, Zach Fear, and... Episode 28 is out.